This episode's brought to you by our new sponsor, Starbucks, since they're Woo! Now- <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> I was like, what? We're sponsored now? <laughs> I was just... It's a, it's a blessing and a curse because they're so close yeah. to us here. Yeah. And, uh, and they're more expensive. Yeah. And I do enjoy yep. their drinks. But yeah, it's funny. I was I was pretty excited when they they got open right there, but I also knew it would be a. It's kind of a zoo right now, but. It is. It's also that well, the parking lot is. Oh my really... gosh! Who designed that? <laughs> I don't know, but. <laughs> like someone almost hit me just now. Like she was barreling through for the drive-through, and I was already pulling out of my spot. Like I'm gonna say seventy-five percent fully pulled out ready to drive forward wow. and she just wasn't looking didn't decide like crazy hey everyone welcome to or welcome back to the Flowcast. this is the podcast for information and inspiration on your journey to finding your flow my name's rj and i'm joined by my co-host telsey and together we explore topics surrounding flow as well as lead by inspiration through our own passions and those of the guests that we interview. So let's dive right in. Anyway. It's, Sorry, it's guys, weird. if this is the recording. <laughs> <laughs> Good content. We've hooked you, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so this week's topic, we've, uh, we've kind of, you know, circled around a lot in the last couple of episodes with some of our guests and I talked about it briefly last week hopefully to prepare people for it maybe cool. if they wanted to check out some of like the recommended resources on this topic of introversion because we've sort of you know talked about how we both self-identify as introverts mm-hmm. and um, I've got a hair in my eye or Perfect. something right now it's killing me um, <coughs> take that moment to cough then <laughs> Yeah, and and kind of it was interesting because you brought up like this idea of how is it that somebody who's introverted can create a podcast or yeah. or do video, and I think um, I think we've got helpful tips to share and kind of like you know our our stories plus some of the stuff that I've been reading that kind of puts together this toolkit because. Mm-hmm. I think what it comes down to is whether you are introverted or extroverted, perhaps if you're an introvert, it may be a little bit harder to find your flow because you are so like stuck in, in kind of what's comfortable or what's, right. what's, uh, what's your kind of normal day to day that you don't get out of your quote unquote shell mm-hmm. enough to explore the different avenues. And, um, but then the interesting flip side of that, which I guess we'll kind of get into today as well, is I've heard from some of these like researchers that kind of, you know, specialize in this like study of introversion and extroversion that perhaps people who are introverts can get into a, a deep work or flow state easier. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the catch 22, right? Is like, Hard to get there in the first place, but once we get there, I'm uh-huh. saying we because that's us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Once once our people get there, um, it's a lot more fluid. Yeah, uh, which we'll talk about that because I know you've got some some 
good tidbits backing it up. For sure. But so let's uh, let's start. I guess we'll we'll dive into the research afterwards. But like, I think the interesting kind of um, hook to this all. You told a pretty good story about. Mm. Uh, like your path into personal training yeah. in particular with somebody who you were listening to that that kind of you know could have potentially very potentially like derailed that mm-hmm. that journey so what mm-hmm. what happened there and yeah um so yeah hi I'm Telsey and I'm an introvert <laughs> um like by the book and maybe it doesn't seem like that because I'm bubbly and whatever but uh, it takes me some solo recharge time to get there and anyway, yeah, so when I was when I was kind of toying with the idea of being a personal trainer, I was afraid of it. And I've talked about that before, like when you're ready to go into something exciting, it seems bigger than you and you get imposter syndrome and then it's scary and then maybe you don't want to do it. So what I do when I'm nervous about something is uh, extensive research on every angle. <laughs> because I like to feel prepared when I'm walking into something. And so I was thinking about being a personal trainer and like it's been a lifelong dream of mine, at least since I was about 11. And so when I was ready to start pursuing it, um, I watched this video on YouTube, what to expect or something like that as mm-hmm. a personal trainer. Like um, essentially it was just this girl talking about how here's all the hard and fast rules about personal training and if you can't fulfill these then you can't be a trainer and her language was really harsh and as a a recovering shy person um (laughs) at the time I was quite shy and so that was really intimidating to me but she was saying like you have to be a morning person um you have to be okay with getting up at 6 a.m and and training people and you have to be bubbly first thing in the morning and like already that's a red flag for me um and then she's like and you you have to be an extrovert you have to be right to be a personal trainer because you're reaching out to people you are you are leading you are working one-on-one with people and apparently that equates to extroversion and that i like stopped me in my tracks because i was like whoa I don't feel these shoes. And uh, it, it, it was a mental battle because I had this desire that has been going on for however many years to do this. And then this one girl was like, no, you don't fit the bill. Mm-hmm. And uh, I listened to it for about a month. I just kind of put it off and was like, no, okay, no, that, that makes sense. That's too big for me. That's, you know, I'm not the right person for that. I'm more of a behind the scenes girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God my desire was stronger than that because I still just had this gut impulse that it was for me. And uh, maybe now I'm kind of, not now, but at the time I was in a, a place of like, I'm going to prove this girl wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm doing all right in it. <laughs> it's been like six years in this profession. And uh, I'm here to say that, you know, as an introvert who's not bubbly first thing in the morning, like I'm crushing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of myself for that. So... That was my my first my first real like understanding that um, the world really believes, or at least at the time, I think we're changing now. But the world really believes that extroversion and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. uh, go together, go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, there's a couple things that really um, stick out with that. Is uh, for one, like the. I definitely can relate to the whole, you kind of talked about like diving into the research of everything Mm -hmm. before making a decision. 
Um, so I think that's something I'll come back around to. But also like this recovering shyness thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. Uh, so the interesting thing, or I guess part of like this, the central theme of this topic is that uh, so introversion and shyness are different things. They and perhaps, you know, we're, I guess we're trying to to bring to light this to an audience that perhaps hasn't seen hasn't heard of some of this stuff. It seems like it might be old news to some people because a lot of the uh, a lot of like the trending of promoting introverts in what's called like the quote unquote extrovert ideal world sort of revolved around um, uh, the one lady's name. Her last name is Canweiler. Okay. And I think it might be Jennifer or something. I just finished her book. It's funny. I can't remember her name, but <laughs> the book's called The Introverted Leader. Cool. And then Susan Cain is kind of the, I guess we can say, sort of like the spearhead of, of mm-hmm. you know, she's got a very popular TED talk on introversion and she wrote the book Quiet. Mm-hmm. And uh, and those were a couple of the, the things that I researched going into this um, conversation just because I happened to be reading some of it and it was interesting because... We'd been talking to some extroverts that I was kind of just, it was mulling around the idea in my mind. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, shyness and introversion are not the same thing. So, kind of this whole idea of introversion or extroversion, the, the test that most people kind of suggest is where do you go to recharge your batteries? Is it with other people? So, whether it's like in a social environment, um, or do you need to like get into that solitude, that quiet space alone? And we're all on, it, it's, it, there's never like a pure introvert mm-hmm. or pure extrovert. We're all on like a spectrum of it all. So everybody to some extent can say one or the other. And a, an interesting kind of like further step to this tool to figure out is if you're in like a, a close group or if, if you're in a get together, a gathering with people that are really you're really close to how do you feel after three or four hours together is that like mm. do you find even though you're really like intimate with them and everything do you still have to go off and recharge your batteries mm. um, alone or does that do it is that sufficient and that's kind of how you can i guess figure out if you're more leaning towards the introvert or extrovert um scale of it all and and shyness does start um but it's sort of it's a little more prevalent in introverts especially Mm. in the earlier years because what happens is we actually i I think like a lot of us start out without um without like the the cues of being introverted because children have tons of energy they just burn it out um all the time and i can even recall from uh like i think it was grade one or it was very young age uh like the talent shows or whatever and being like the loudest (laughs) kid singing on stage the song and then it just like it seems to be like the early uh teenage years where things start to shift gears for a lot of Mm. introverts and you tend to start to be called like shy and i think that's also a bit of a label that's put on kids because they, you know, prefer to do their work alone mm-hmm. rather than in group settings, um, maybe have closer but less friends rather than being like the popular or cool kid. And uh, and like shyness is more of a label than 
than like a personality trait That's in some ways. But there is there is definitely like shyness is is more revolved around um, a fear of of other people's opinions or or social interaction of like a social anxiety is really more what shyness yeah. is versus introversion. Totally. Um, and so I don't know, like the the I guess the main point that I want to make with this whole shyness thing is it goes away. Mm-hmm. It just takes a bit of hard work. And I think like this book, The Introverted Leader that I was reading kind of goes through um, like one of the main steps to to becoming a better leader if you're an introvert is you do have to push yourself. And I think mm-hmm. we talk about that a lot. It's even like it's central to the idea of flow states, right? You've got to push yourself yeah. into that boundary of just about uncomfortable, but still within your skill level in order to actually like upgrade your skill and master yeah, something growth. and grow. Yeah. Totally. So, um, that, that's where you get people that are introverts that are able to be on video or, or yeah. do podcasts. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about, you got to push yourself. Yeah. Um, a little bit further than you're comfortable and it'll get easier over time mm-hmm. um and we can probably like dive into a, a few more tips with that yeah but- i was gonna say with the shy point like i think what i've realized because i was will say quote unquote like cripplingly shy when i was a young child like i was the girl hiding behind my mom's legs being like i don't want to go in there However, at the same time, I was the girl being like, I want to sit at the adult table instead because I found it intellectually stimulating. Mm. Um, I was a precocious young one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, for me, I find the more that I get to know myself and my needs, um, shyness was just like a, almost like a radar or like feedback that I'm not giving myself that recharge time. Because then I have that fear of, you know, social interactions or uh-huh. pu- being in public or something like that. And then I feel like I need to retreat. Yeah. Part of it, you know, that, that fear I shouldn't be um, using that as a vehicle. But it is telling me, like, hey, I haven't recharged, as, at least in my adult life. Like, when I'm feeling a little bit shy, it's like, okay, you need to go home. You need to do some things for yourself. Yeah. Like, fill your batteries up and then go out and try again. Yeah. It's a... Uh- uh, it's like you're just pushing to the point of that that emotional burnout too yeah. much. And, and then it uh, represents as shyness or, or fear of being in public or anxiety mm, or whatever. Yeah. Just because like whether you've pushed yourself over the limit for like that time frame or you just kind of learn that it's so draining that it kind of it feels uncomfortable. Right. And because mm-hmm. you haven't figured out the strategy. So that's an excellent point, And that's something that. Uh, these books talk about and I like the term for it is they call it the restorative niche uh-huh. and uh, and so that's something that like I've kind of found on my own too but I really like this term for it um, just kind of like jump back into like the story my own story and mm-hmm. kind of where I've I've sort of I'd say come out of um or, or, or like de- develop the ability to do more things and push myself. Um, definitely like going off to university on my own was mm-hmm. kind of like the first stepping stone because then it's like, you know, complete independence. And if you don't 
do it on your own, then you don't do it at all kind of yeah. thing. And that helped a lot. And then finding sort of the the right mix of, of friends along the way that that weren't, you know, super draining, that preferred things to be a little bit more laid back and 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 things like that helped. Um, and then going into like the career path, um, once again, there's been like a decade of, of reading things that interest me especially before taking the leap into owning my own business. Mm. But um, kind of finding that that whole topic of, well, really the first kind of few books that I read that were no longer just the fantasy novels that I love to escape <laughs> into, yeah. um, that, that were nonfiction, um, were things like the the Walter Isaacson biography of, of Steve Jobs. Oh, yeah. Which, like, I didn't know nonfiction could be so interesting. And then I kind of found Tim Ferriss, and he inspired me a lot for a while because he mm-hmm. he's definitely a little more quiet and reserved, introverted, and, uh, and yet leading this really neat life. Um, and he was sort of this boundary between, like, entrepreneurship and and wellness or health and stuff where his like kind of where he kind of intersected things and so some of that stuff like led me into really enjoying reading like business books and and the stuff that I read a lot of still but but that started to like switch the gears in my mind to thinking it was like an actual possibility Mm. um and then but along the way it was also being kind of thrown, you know, into this job that was extremely ex- extroverted required, I would say, as um, as like a, a supervisor and then manager for the right. food services at Queens, you know, leading teams of 50 and more staff. Wow. Um, and it was extremely draining. And I like looking back on it, like I can I can see there was no escape um, so there was no restorative niche in those in those jobs, which made it um, there was still a lot of things I enjoyed, like the one on one interactions with with staff members and and customers and things like that. But it was also like it, it, it was it threw me way out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got used to it a little bit more too that way, um, just kind of realizing that. Uh, so the one of the concepts in in these books like Quiet is. If it's for a core personal project, you can escape from your usual tendencies. And they call it like, um, they call it situationism or the free trait theory. And it's this idea that you can, you can present yourself as an extrovert. Um, Knowing yourself really well definitely helps in that capacity because that's where like these restorative niches come in. So the, the story that I really like that, uh, that really kind of sells this all is there's this professor who seems like the like most grandiose extrovert ever. And he gets on stage, you know, he's very dramatic and entertaining um, and gets standing ovations for his, his lectures. And, but then the moment he steps off stage, he runs to the closest bathroom and hides because mm-hmm. he needs that. He knows himself well enough that that's where like he needs to recharge his batteries that way. Yep. Like he can't be just, you know, schmoozing with the the students or whatever afterwards. Or if it's I don't know if it's um, 
at like a lecture where whoever's trying to get his attention, yeah. like he, he can't keep doing it. Cause that's where you reach that point of like, you know, burnout kind of yeah. thing. Um, whether, so burnout is kind of, I think in the terms of extra introverts, it's more like, it's more just like your batteries are drained to the point that you just don't have the same persona or ability yeah, you're to, and low in those like it's yeah. but it's not like the true like stress burnout it, yeah. it gets to that point over a chronic period yeah it's more you're it's, just drained like, yeah you're just you can't people will say you don't seem like yourself today yeah. <laughs> you're like i'm not <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah that was um mm-hmm. all all kind of led together and and came to this point but um I relate to that story a lot, actually, the, the, with the professor. Just yeah. I, I didn't even realize I'd do this until now I, I spent kind of the week analyzing myself. And um, in between every client, mm-hmm. I escape yeah. because I can't. Like, people try to come up and talk to me, and I, I that really stresses me out because I have to get in my zone for clients. And, I like, my job is to be fully present for another person. Yeah. And in order to do that, I need to make sure that I'm not distracted and, and, and recharged in my own self. So I hide in the change room. Oh yeah. (laughs) Or I like, even if I don't have to, I go to the bathroom between every client because I need a minute. Uh And some people like I know people have struggled with that and employers of mine have struggled with that just to understand, you know, why aren't you dancing around the gym and (laughs) saying hi to members between clients? Oh yeah. It's just straight up because then my clients don't get the same service. And if I'm going to serve these people with all of my heart, which is one of my values, I have to do that, then I need that minute. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, you know, something that um, I know you've been talking about a lot lately is when when this doesn't when you don't give yourself those chances enough, it reaches this point of true like adrenal fatigue oh yeah which yeah, tell me about you that. know you've been <laughs> talking about a lot mm-hmm. lately and spreading the word of um, yeah and so that's why i think this is um this is probably like the critical piece if you even if you identify as shy and you don't yet know if you're more introverted or extroverted knowing that there's like this escape or, or figuring out where you can escape to in between um, whatever it is mm-hmm. or, or for those brief moments uh, it can be really valuable it's huge mm-hmm. like it makes or breaks my the way that I interact with people yeah um, if you're ever noticing me being a little bit I don't get distracted but I get kind of sharp um, that is when I'm not recharged enough that's uh, when someone like and I this is what I do is someone's taken up my time <laughs> um, the time that I have dedicated towards myself mm-hmm. and it's it's really hard socially with stuff like this like not just with my career but it's it's hard for people to understand that you just need a minute like sometimes in groups if we go away on like vacations or whatever with groups I, you will always find me being like, okay, guys, I'm going to take an hour and like go hike. And yeah. then everyone goes, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like nothing's wrong. And yeah. it's, I'm not upset with you. I just need a minute so that I can be with you, mm. you know? Um, and that's super cool. I think it was in the introverted leader book. They, uh, they suggest actually that you even introduce yourself as whether you're shy or whether you're introverted you actually like let it be known they use this example of i think it might have been like the the ceo of campbell soup 
okay. at one point. And he identified as being very shy. And he would actually, like, whether it was a new employee, you know, he's a top-level leader. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hi, I'm Bill, or what, I've, whatever, it doesn't matter. Mr. Campbell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and I'm, like, I, I'm introverted, or I'm, yeah. I'm, I tend to get quiet. And if you uh, kind of present that to people, I've never tried that strategy so much. Um, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It could work. It might be something worth That's trying. Interesting. Depending I've tried on what it with situation like my in. personal values. And yep. besides, I guess, alone time, because I don't know how people fit into that. That's really interesting. But I've, I've tried it with like communication is a really big one for me. So mm. with clients, I always say before we even start training together, if they're new to me, I need you to communicate with me. Yeah. If you don't like a thing that we do together, if you don't like me, if you don't like the time we're training at, like I don't care what it is, like mm-hmm. tell me about it so we can make this more comfortable for you. Yeah. And then, uh, sigh of relief. All of a sudden, that guard is off. Mm-hmm. So I do wonder if uh, if I were to do that, say, like, <laughs> if I'm not looking at you and smiling, it's because I'm in my own zone for a minute. Yeah. Because I'm having my introvert time. Yeah. I mean, even just spreading this awareness further to new populations also helps for <laughs> sure. Because Yeah. <laughs> um, so we actually, we had some good questions that, that uh, kind of go along cool. with this all. So we talked about like the introversion versus shyness in our own journeys. Um, and so actually the, the idea of like, tips for getting out of your shell Mm. so i don't know if i like the whole concept of like the shell yeah it makes us seem weak huh like it it, it, well like for some reason we don't really have a shell well also that it's like i don't know (laughs) yeah where did that come from i don't know turtles turtles (laughs) turtles must be introverts i don't know (laughs) only one person fits in their home so maybe that's what it is yeah interesting tips for getting out of your shell I think just my my tip in every podcast is know yourself better. Like, and it this still stands. Yep. Because there is a fine line, like between fear and letting that limit your experience in life, mm-hmm. and truly knowing when you need to not participate in something due to recharging. Um, and so if you can distinguish that. If your reason for not wanting to do something that involves other humans or not wanting to do something that seems big is simply because it's scary, that to me is not good enough. That to me is not an introvert. That's just an afraid person. Mm. But if your actual need is like, I'm exhausted and I don't think I have anything that I can contribute to that, mm-hmm. no good. Like that's that's when stay in your shell, quote unquote, like stay home, recharge or go to nature, like whatever you do to recharge, um, because you need to be full to give. So I think, yeah, first tip is like analyze yourself and we'll use the the tank, the gas tank as a weird metaphor, but like analyze how full that is. And if you have nothing to give, you're not a bad person for that. Mm -hmm. Like I'd argue you're doing yourself a disservice and you're being a bad person to yourself if you still go. Yeah. You know, you still do that thing. So that's my first tip. Okay. What do you get? (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear us podcast? (laughs) Oh, I think it's recording now. Yeah, it's still good. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, if you're always just going, going, going and you're from a place of empty, 
you are. Like that's that's all that's going to result from that is burnout. Mm-hmm. And that's really disrespectful to yourself and like honestly disrespectful to others. Yeah. If you're a people pleaser, <laughs> yeah. I need to do that. Yeah. And uh, well, going back into like the, the rules or the those guideline that these books like The Introverted Leader suggest, um, pushing yourself is is valuable like to to an extent so uh whether there's different ways you know you can have like an accountability buddy to help support you and and help push yourself or a mentor or a guide or some something Mm -hmm. or something you're committed to once again going back to this idea if it's part of like your core personal project or one of them something that you really identify with that's going to make a big difference. So if you have to, you know, meditate on that idea to figure out mm-hmm. what those things truly are, what you really value, it's probably going to make it that much easier to then get out of your your quote unquote shell. And um, and also maybe like, you know, we talk about how like the power of words and what you say like represents your reality. Mm-hmm. Don't don't necessarily like erase that that from your vocabulary. That idea of being in a shell mm-hmm. that can make a big difference too. If yeah. you no longer see it as that, then then that no longer is your reality. So yeah. I think that can I think that's something to to consider. You know, you can write it down daily, like whatever in whatever way it it resonates with you you can look at yourself in the mirror and say it which i think works less well for introverts i don't know i I don't i'm not a huge fan of the whole like looking myself intensely in the mirror and trying to say something it's uh it feels weird makes you feel a bit goofy and that's okay don't do it if it doesn't work yeah and um i think i would also say like just kind of on that note stop believing that you have to show up a certain way Uh because if your idea is that like I need to recharge so that I can appear as if I'm this bubbly extroverted wackadoo that I'm actually not that's exhausting because then you're putting on a costume every time you go out in public and you're creating this vision of yourself that's untrue so why don't you just show up yeah. as maybe a quiet intellectual and use that as your power instead stop believing that you have to be yeah that you know whatever the vision of an extrovert that's a great is. point and yeah. uh that's that's another thing that's strongly suggested like people will know if you are, are faking it you know you can you can kind of once again this like free uh free trait theory or whatever it was called um you can kind of shift things a little bit but you can't shift it to a huge extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's noticeable when it's not you, and and actually, like this ties into the, I think this ties in really well to the question, like kind of the next question of how you can do a podcast or video as an introvert, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a YouTube channel or or Instagram stories, and it is all about being yourself. Yeah. And if, if you're like the quiet intellectual type, that's what you want to present because there's an unlimited number of people willing to listen to you if you're wanting to share it. If it's something mm-hmm. that um, is deeply like valuable to you. And that's, I think, that's, I think, an important key to it, as we've said several times now as well, when it comes to making video or or. um 
podcasts or anything like that, sharing your stuff is is important because you've got something valuable to share. But um, and it's okay if it's not at the frequency that you see, you know, certain people if they're I, I was thinking about it as like extroverts may just want to you know they they like the small talk right mm-hmm. and introverts tend to lean towards At least, apparently <laughs> and well actually like is it, that's, is that's it part of the study it yeah. is part of cool. something that's been studied so it's uh it, it is a little more tried and true than just like okay. an idea it seems it seems to have some merit and uh and introverts are more like the ones that like the deep conversation not the small talk um being kind of whether it's a thought leader or or just having something like deeper to share, kind of connect with, and and so when it comes to podcasts or or video, you might see like the frequency of somebody that's extrovert. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're they want to talk, they want to do the vlog and talk about their day yeah. and stuff. Like they want to make that small talk and make it entertaining. And you don't necessarily have to do that to succeed. Sure, so no. uh, so. You don't have to like follow any sort of, um, yeah, perceived perceived routine mm-hmm. with with digital with social media stuff either. No, I think we all know deep down that like authenticity goes a long way. Yeah, and if your authentic self, I really hate the word true self that everyone's using these days. Like, but anyway, that's a different tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, but if like if your authentic self is quiet then just like own that. There's value to that. And another thing that I've really instilled in myself and, and learned in the past couple of years is that confidence can be quiet too. Yeah. Um, and that's something I've been really learning and kind of harnessing is that like uh, quiet confidence is still confidence. Mm-hmm. I can still be totally content in my being and not have to prove it to you with words. Yeah. Um, goes differently in a podcast obviously <laughs> but I don't have to I think that goes into that getting out of your shell thing like or whatever that facade is is that mm-hmm. when you're out of your when you're not being an introvert at home <laughs> that's your shell you don't have to be loud right to be seen and to be heard and to be understood and to have, feel value you can be quiet and you can stand your ground and, you know, that's really grounding for people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've gotten this, but I get this a lot, especially from ext- extroverts, is that uh, you're just so grounding. Like, mm. I come to you for calm and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. I guess I'm, I talk a lot, but I'm, I'm quieter in my grounding and in my confidence and uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. There's a doggy. I I saw that in the reflection and also got distracted. (laughs) Introverts love dogs. (laughs) Um, I think that's, I'm just rambling now, but I think that's a really important point is to realize that confidence can be quiet and it's still confidence and people feel it. Yeah. 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 And I think that's like, that's um, one, it's knowing yourself and confidence just builds over time. Like you, you, you you, you know, you got to build competence. So it's it's mm-hmm. getting good at things helps with your confidence um maybe pushing yourself a little to like toot your own horn a bit that's one of like the suggestions with mm, like with with this is like especially because you know the the introverted leader book is about being able to stand out 
as with I think like the subtitle is something about like yeah your quiet confidence or something. Cool. It's, it's interesting they actually use that that in their subtitle. Um, and and then well the other thing with this is uh, is like that connection between introverts and extroverts as far as um, energy balance goes. Mm-hmm. And this is another question. So what like how do you deal with like um, that excess of energy with extroverts? Do you find it draining? Mm. And and like how do you cope with that? I think that's what the yeah yeah um that's a really solid question. Um, small doses <laughs> yeah usually, and I again that's that self awareness piece, just knowing my limits and not going past them and and believing. I think. For me, I'm I'm definitely a recovering shy person and recovering people pleaser. But knowing that, like, I'm not going to offend that person if I have to leave after an hour mm-hmm. or something like that. I've spent that quality time. We can cherish that. And when I say like, "Hey, I'm just I'm tired. I need to go," um, it's not going to ruin that other person's day. It's not going to ruin their extroverted energy. I'm mm-hmm. not going to suck them dry. They're going to go off and bounce somewhere else. Yeah. Um, that's what I do is, yeah, know my limits and then I set boundaries and I have the really wonderful social excuse of like, hey, I have to go let my dog out to pee and no one gets mad about that. So yeah. introverts, get a dog. <laughs> really helps you run away from social occasions yeah. if you need to. And and gives you the chance for small doses of, of mm-hmm. interactions with other dog owners too. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, small doses. I mean, I'm in a I'm in a relationship with an extroverted human, mm-hmm. and I just I haven't even thought about how I balance it. I think there's just a lot of respect yeah. for our needs. Like, he is, we're hilarious together. Like, it'll be like a full moon on Friday the thirteenth this past year or whatever. And you typically the full moon makes all the crazy people vibrate a little crazier. And we were talking about it together and and I said, oh man, I'm staying inside that night and he was like, I gotta get out and see all the hooligans. <laughs> so, like that's just, and so instead of just trying to like be a unit in those moments, it's like, okay, you go there, I'll go here, see you when we meet again. Mm-hmm. Um, so just respect knowing your extroverted people, knowing your introverted people, yeah. letting them do their thing. Yeah, it's interesting. And I think like this also, um, this comes into play a lot in school and in business Mm. so that's where those those worlds are this what we call like the extrovert ideal and uh and there's i i don't know if they're shifting there's different ways to find like the industries or schools that maybe work a bit better for you um perhaps like you know, when we were talking to Laura about U of T mm-hmm. versus Trent with smaller classes, yeah. that's kind of an example of it, right? Maybe take that into account when choosing, when picking out your university uh, whenever possible or picking out like your career place, right? And, and you know, yeah. you're entitled to ask questions in the interview as much as they're asking questions. And those are things you mm-hmm. can kind of uh, uh, try to figure out for yeah. yourself. Yeah, put yourself in a place that's good for you. Not that's going to hold you back and not that's like too safe because yeah. you want to have growth, but yeah. Know yourself and like respect yourself enough to put yourself where you where you fit. Yeah, and I think like over time as you build confidence that you have something valuable to say if it's in say a business meeting or uh, whatever kind of businessy setting like that 
as you build confidence that you have something valuable to say, you'll say it. You'll yeah. you'll start to say it. You you'll have to even if you write things down, you know, instead of trying to keep it in your head, mm-hmm. have something written down beforehand so that you actually want to get that out. And there's different rules you can kind of go by, like the the first five minutes. So you got to say something within the first five minutes, um, so that mm-hmm. you're involved in the conversation and not just in the background. Yeah. Or if somebody that's super extroverted, you know, is taking up a lot of time and you are the, the, the leader of that conversation, whether you're the boss or you're just like a higher rank or whatever, and you're running the conversation or the meeting, you may have to, you know, cut them off. And then once again, they're not going to get offended that oh. you've uh, as long, you know, show respect that you understand their point's been made, but they don't need to continue rambling on yeah. things like that, I think helps to keep that uh, extroverted energy in balance with yeah. with kind of like the, the quieter sort of reserved grounded approach of, of yeah. it all. Um, There's something with that. Like yeah. if I have something that I really, really, really believe in and I'm in a meeting or a setting and I don't say it, I go home upset. I yeah. regret it. And so I reverse engineered that in myself over time to say like, what will I regret not saying in this? Mm -hmm. And that's when you can really harness in and like build confidence in your own values, in your own beliefs, in that thing you have to say, be like, no, this is important. It's, and like, I can, I can handle saying that sentence, even if like, who cares if I'm shaky with it, if my voice is clumsy because I'm learning how to use it in public, who cares? You know, I gotta get that point out because otherwise I'm going to go home upset. And I don't want to go home upset. Yeah. So I think that another another kind of like the final piece of this that mm. uh, that we haven't really touched on that's really interesting to me is the the physiology of introverts versus extroverts Whoa. and the sensitivity that comes into uh, um, our our um, our nervous systems. Yeah. So. There's some of this research that kind of looks into, uh, yeah, these these personalities and how they're tied into the nervous system is is there's actually this this hypersensitivity to stimuli or or increased sensitivity, at least with introverts. And that's part of why you need to go into like quiet sort of solitude to recharge your batteries, whereas extroverts are lower on this the sensitivity so they tend to uh go for those like dopamine rushes adrenaline rushes Mm -hmm. uh, because it's not as overwhelming so they actually have one of the studies that correlated well between this nervous system reactivity and and uh and sort of quote-unquote sensitivity with introversion is giving babies um like different stimuli whether it's toys and also there's this like lemon juice test Mm -hmm. and the babies that react the the most strongly to the sourness of lemon juice and like they actually correlated well to as they followed them throughout their life cycle into more introverts that's so interesting yeah and i love that actually i have a really fascinating story that i want to like punch this home with (laughs) Because I was talking, Dan came for a visit here mm. the other day, and so we should get Dan on here. If he'd be down for, we it, love Dan Grouden. Yes. Everyone, go find him on Instagram. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I would love to have him on. I 
I'll I'll Sorry. work towards yeah. it. He's yeah. he's kind of like our our patron saint of introverts yes. in, in the city. So uh, it's kind of hard. And this our is fearless this leader. Is the, yeah, our fearless leader. Fearful leader. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's fearful. He's, <laughs> he's but not. <laughs> but you know, quiet. Our quiet leader. Yeah. Um. So when Dan was a, a child playing hockey, and he's a really he. He grew into a really good hockey player. He doesn't talk about it because he's, he's no, he's the most humble man humble. in the world. Yeah. It's annoying. <laughs> but so, I told him about this because I had been reading the book Quiet and and reading about this study and this lemon juice test. And when Dan was playing hockey as a kid, there would be certain days that he'd be like he he'd just be he'd go crazy on the ice and he'd be like body checking kids and like holding them down to the ground <laughs> and every time it happened was after he had orange juice ah. and you know orange juice has that that citric yeah. acid in it the yeah. sort of the sourness and it actually became like a household rule that dan couldn't have orange juice but before hockey because it just hypes him up it, it did something to him that just like overwhelmed his nervous system yeah. and made him made him go crazy on the ice and so i don't know it's really interesting that, that is interesting people go to drugs you could just have some lemons man <laughs> it's interesting yeah it's interesting like i i find even in myself when i'm overstimulated via noise people light pollution like whatever i do get more aggressive sure not you know, I'm not going to hurt anyone. No, no, no. It's, but I do, like, I say aggressive. I feel inside me. It's not expressed and hardly ever seen. Yeah. Um, really agitated. Yeah. And I can see it expressing itself. If I had an outlet, yeah. um, like hockey, yeah. or I've used boxing for this, uh, yeah. it comes out pretty strong. I, when life I, gives you lemons. Yeah. <laughs> go pin a kid down on the ice, Dan. <laughs> so that yeah, it was really uh it was really interesting to hear that. It sounds like it it sounds like it ties in very well with this idea of of um hyper sort of like an oversensitive nervous system. Mm-hmm. So there's a strong correlation with that. And yeah. it, it it explains a lot, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, this is maybe where mindfulness can can come in really, really well because, I mean, I I can speak for this and you can confirm or deny your story, but um, as an introvert, yeah, my nervous system can spike (laughs) and then it represents as anxiety and that's how us introverts have this this uh, stereotype of being anxious, shy, little frail things. And it's just, yeah. I get so stimulated and I get so like, I'll start to shake when things get a little too much for me. And that's just my sympathetic nervous system jumping straight into fight or flight. Yeah. And so for me, movement and mindfulness are two things and I like to pair them personally, but those are two things that really help me regulate my nervous system. And this is interesting. Actually, I listened to podcast Susan something. I can't remember. She was on the Impact Theory with Tim Billiou not okay. long ago. She's an Australian woman. She wrote about sugar and mental health. And, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember her last name right now. It starts with an N, I think. Um, anyway, she was talking about how the same part in your brain that's in charge of fight or flight is also in charge of like body mechanics. Oh. Um, so going for a walk when you feel anxious will actually help shut off fight or flight. Mm. So that's a really helpful way to regulate your nervous system, which is why movement is so powerful for people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And she was saying, I don't know if I'm getting off topic or not, but she was saying how, you know, back in caveman days when we were in fight or flight, we were able to just like beat our chests and run and scream and like get that release. Yeah. And now in society, like if you scream, people are going to call the cops because they think you're hurt <laughs> or something along those lines. Right. And uh, so that's why movement can be such medicine mm-hmm. to help bring the nervous system down. Interesting. It is yeah. interesting. And, and the same thing with meditation. And that's mm-hmm. why like. I think I attribute that to a lot of getting through, um, yeah, those tougher like jobs that I've had that yeah. that required a lot of um, like putting the energy out there yeah. was a lot of meditation uh, and mindfulness to recharge and yeah, fill yourself and, up uh, and keep calm, keep my actual, keep my sort of like hypersensitivity down and, yeah. and calm, and that helped a lot. Um, and then I guess like the the thing kind of to go back to that I really wanted to touch on was this idea that flow is yeah. a little bit easier for people that are introverted. And I think the reason for that is like this need for stimulation, whether it's like uh, whether, it's you know, because we're introverted, want those quiet spaces a little bit more, makes it easier to work and everything. Mm-hmm. That's where flow and deep work comes in. Yeah. And that's those are requirements, essentially, of, of getting into those states. And so that's where, if you're somebody that's extroverted, looking to reach, you know, whatever, find your flow, mm-hmm. um, it, it often requires a little more diligent practice with knowing yourself so that you can either... Um, you know, stay, stay focused, stay attentive to the task at hand. And then on the flip side for introverts, it's the, it's the idea that you do have to get out there to find that, that passion first. Yeah. It's kind of a backwards, yeah backwards approach to the same thing. Yeah. And then I was just, when we were talking about this earlier, I was thinking about, um, just how extroverts, because they want that I mean, I can't speak for the the group of extroverts, but I assume that they they want that external input from people. And when you're in flow, it's just you. Mm -hmm. And so you have to learn how to shut that off in your brain. Whereas for us introverts, we have to, we already have that shut off. We don't need the input from other people, but we do need to get out there to figure out where our flow, where we belong, right? Where, however we get there. Um, But because we're not looking for external validation or external input necessarily, um, we're at less distractions. There's less mm-hmm. distractions in our minds to get there. Yeah, it, it seems it seems to hold true. That was something that Susan Cain was talking about on a podcast mm-hmm. I recently listened to, and uh, it, it makes sense to me. Yeah, well, look at any artist do their work, mm-hmm. right? Like they're. I mean, I'm thinking right now of Jason Wilkins just because I've been watching his Instagram and it's really fun. Yeah, but he's like headphones on, like in his zone no one else is there he's not interacting with anyone and then this beautiful like craziness comes out of him yeah um and he does it's really fun to watch because he does this like uh what do you call that time Time lapse lapse yeah 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 um but yeah any artist they get in their zone dancers like they get in their zone so that they can actually flow Mm -hmm. um and it's they're just by themselves yeah so it's it's neat to see totally and like uh even if it is something that that um, requires, you know, requires you to be part of a group dynamic, ultimately, or like a sports game, or whatever, 
the the mastery of it, the skill, the the mm -hmm. deep work, and the the flow that goes into becoming that master um, is all is all done with solitude or you know um, practice on your own. Well, this makes me think of how you were saying how you prepare for your your strongman competitions. Um, you visualize it. Mm -hmm. You go into that. You you run through it from start to finish, and and then that's how you perform better ultimately. And yeah, that kind of I mean that I could jump off a few points here. Like one, I want to sure. say if you're you're a, a shy introvert and you're scared of performing something, like just do that. Go yeah. into meditation yep. and like do the damn thing visualize it yeah. in your head as in as much detail as possible yeah so that you've already lived it yeah and then it's not as scary when the the time comes to actually perform it yeah exactly and then that can help you in group situations like like in sports um but i'm even thinking like because i've played in in group sports in high school and stuff and ultimately you're still just with yourself like as much as there's social cues and visual cues like if you're sprinting after a ball, you can't worry about what yeah. you know Joe behind you is thinking or doing because you're in that zone. Yep. Um, but there's that beautiful thing called group flow where you kind of all bounce off each other and somehow it works. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. That's all I got. No, that's, that's great. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. Actually, yeah, I think to wrap it up, there was one more question that that came to mind for me that. Um, I'm just curious what you think about it if it if it's true or if I'm just like imagining it but do you do you think like um, as far as so introverts kind of seek these different ways to express themselves and do you think like tattoos play a role in that at all oh just because I know you're I know you're I into like tattoos and I think we uh, I think we know quite a few people that would tend to be more introverted and I'm not mm. well versed in the world to to say but what do you think about I that? think commonly people do use tattoos to express themselves mm -hmm. so it, it is inward feeling sensation whatever put on an outward surface mm -hmm. so maybe um i was talking to olivia chessman who's a tattoo artist here in town i was talking to her about why i get tattoos and it's it's maybe a bit of a different reason um than introversion but for me, it's usually like I'm going through a hard time and I can't get out of my head and into my body. Okay. And having a, that stimulus on my body, it's a weird like, she she made a joke just being like, it's like healthy self-harm. Mm. <laughs> it's a weird way to connect to your skin a little bit better. Mm. Um, as much as there's pain involved, there's also art. Um, I don't know. I I do, like, Olivia is a huge introvert, and yeah. she's a tattoo artist. And I think we're going to um, have her on the, the Yeah, show maybe we'll ask her and see. Yeah, it might be a good question for for her. It is, I'm trying to think, it is something, like, it does help you feel grounded in yourself. Like, oh. I've got a lot of pieces on my body in random spots that I'll look at and be like, right, that's who I am. Mm. That's why I've got this. Like, they represent something for me, um, and it's a visual cue to bring me back down. Okay. I can't speak for everyone. Like some no. people are like, I got a cupcake because I like cupcakes. Yeah. Um, she, you know, she might be a better person to ask. I think, actually, yeah, I think she, she would know. Would work with a lot more people. And, yeah. And in an intimate situation where you can kind of identify people who are introverted or extroverted yeah. a bit better. So, yeah. you know, I was just curious about that. It came to mind. I was like, that's an interesting yeah. question. Yeah. I don't know. All right. For me, yeah, but I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything else? I think that. Mm. Uh, 
No, I think we covered it. I mean, if anyone has questions, they can throw it, throw them at us on the Instagram or in yeah. person. Come on in or something. But yeah, I think. Cool. And know. I want to. I guess like. Does this resonate? This is my question to the public, and I would love feedback um, yeah. for my own validation. But like, did we speak correctly about extroverts? Because I'm not one. I don't know. Did we speak correctly about the collective of introverts? Or is yeah. it just that we're similar in the way that we regulate? Yeah. So if anyone has feedback or challenges for us, I would really love to know. Yeah, that's a good point. Because it's so personal. I feel like mm-hmm. every introvert's different. Yeah. Every expert is probably different too. That's that's <laughs> right? why it's all on like a spectrum yeah. too. Um, it's but it's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's uh, let let's get some comments and and feedback here to. I would like to, that. Whether whether we we share it or we don't have to share it necessarily, but we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So. Cool. Yeah, I think we can we can wrap it up for today and and uh, next week we've got Jess Dalladay on, so that'll yeah. be fun. Uh, we got to figure out what we're gonna focus on with her because yeah, she's got a lot going on totally a lot actually yeah the healthy sweet potato on instagram if you guys want to do some studying before we, <laughs> yeah before we interview her she's yeah. cool yeah and that way uh if you had any questions for jess you can send them in before then and we'll ask them on the show cool so yeah all right let's go recharge yep. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of the Flowcast. If you like listening to our podcast, be sure to leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your other favorite podcast platform. This actually helps to make a difference and to spread the word to more people wanting to listen to this podcast. We put together regular Q&A episodes where we answer your questions. So send us any questions you have either to the Facebook page at FlowSpotON or find us on Instagram or you can also send the questions through the FlowSpa.ca website. And remember that by subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast platform, you'll get notified when each new episode is released. Thank you again for listening to the Flowcast and we'll talk to you again next time.